Hi everyone, today is January 25th, 2024. This is Read Through the New Testament. Greetings everyone. Okay, and today we're going to finish up Luke 6 and we'll also read Ephesians 2. Uh, sorry, Philippians 2. Philippians 2. Philippians yep. 2. Ephesians was last week. Yes. Okay. Yes. So yesterday. Okay. All right, here we go. So Luke 6:27 is where we're starting. But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To the one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who, and from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend expecting nothing in return and your reward will be great and you will be sons of the most high for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil be merciful even as your father is merciful judge not and you will not be judged condemn not and you will not be condemned forgive and you will be forgiven give and it will be given to you good measure pressed down shaken together running over will be put into your lap for with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take out the speck that is in your eye when you yourselves do not see the log that is in your own eye. You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person, out of the good treasure of his heart, produces good, and the evil person, out of his evil treasure, produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you what he's like. He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock, and when a flood arose... The stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, and the ruin of that house was great. Interesting here, the stream mm -hmm. broke against yeah, it. Yeah, not a flood. Yeah, and Matthew says. Yeah, Matthew says right? flood, and so the the issue here again is that Jesus was an evangelist, traveling around preaching his same mm -hmm. sermon over and over again, 
and just slightly modifying it um, mm. according to the situation. And so it's not, he wasn't a robot. He was like, I know that when I preach sermons a second time, I just preach them a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's doing here. It's, just, it's a river, like a stream breaks against it. Yeah. Than the rain. Yeah. So with chapter six, we had yesterday and today. So yesterday we had um, Jesus continuing to just stir up conflict about the, about the Sabbath. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the religious leaders turned against him. Yep. And Chapter 6, verse 11, key verse. Yep. And then we have the Sermon on the, on the Level Place. Yep. The Sermon on the Plain instead of the Sermon on the Mount. Uh-huh. And that's what the rest of the chapter is. That's what we read today. It was all from that. Yep. Okay. Okay, now we're coming to Philippians chapter 2. And after thanking, the Philippian, thanking God for the Philippians and their partnership in the gospel and exhorting them to walk worthy, now he's going to exhort them in humility and then speak of Timothy and Epaphroditus, his fellow workers. But this is a great um, verse. These verses are about like Christmas, what Jesus did. Jesus humbled himself, therefore we ought to humble ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, is it your turn to read, I think. Go ahead. Uh, yes, it is. Okay. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1. So if there is in any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy... Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. There's unity again. Yep. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others as more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who... Though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, children of God, without blemish, in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life, so that in the day of Christ I may be proud that I did not run in vain or labor in vain, even if I am to be poured out as a drink offering upon the sacrificial offering of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with you all. Likewise, you also should be glad and rejoice with me. Verse 19, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, so that I too may be cheered by news of you. For I have no one like him who will be genuinely concerned for your welfare, for they all seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know Timothy's proven worth, how as a son with a father he has served with me in the gospel. I hope therefore to send him just as soon as I see how it will go with me, And I trust in the Lord that shortly I myself will come also. 
I have thought it necessary to send to you Epaphroditus, my brother and fellow worker and fellow soldier, and your messenger and minister to my need. For he has been longing for you all and has been distressed because you heard that he was ill. Indeed, he was ill, near to death. But God had mercy on him, and not on not only on him, but on me also, lest I should have sorrow upon sorrow. I am the more eager to send him, therefore, that you may rejoice at seeing him again, and that I may be less anxious. So receive him in the Lord with all joy, and honor such men, for he nearly died for the work of Christ, risking his life to complete what was lacking in your service to me. Can we just say a little bit about that story, what Epaphroditus did? Go ahead. Um, So the Philippians wanted to give Paul a gift, and they sent one of their people, Epaphroditus, to bring that gift to Paul and also bring news about Paul. Mm -hmm. And so then Paul wanted to thank them. But in the meantime, Epaphroditus, while he was with Paul in Rome, got really sick Mm -hmm. and almost died. Mm -hmm. And then God graciously healed Epaphroditus and um, he didn't die. And so now Paul is sending Epaphroditus back to Philippi with, with with this letter, which is a giant thank you note, yep, and with Epaphroditus and the great news that Epaphroditus was well enough, he didn't die and he was well enough to travel back to them. Yep. So he's the he's the messenger, but he's also a an example of God healing him. Yep. Receive him in the Lord with all joy. That's what you should do. Okay. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay. Bye, Bye-bye. everyone.